I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think they see him. We have a gremlin crawling up on the ceilings. It's kind of like a shadow person. He's bad. I see a lot of blood. I'm not gonna let something drive us out of our home. I feel very panicked. It's a terrible place, I hate it. It's really bad in here. My name is Amy Allen. Something is not right. I see dead people. This person might have been a serial killer. I speak to dead people. We get those chills. And they speak to me. He is darkness. He is evil. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. I think she broke her neck. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeChavis. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Tell me the truth. I know every person, every house has secrets. I think the devil is down here. It's my job to reveal him. Who the hell would do this? But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Who's he looking to kill? We uncover if it's safe for you to stay. You need to get out of here right now. Or time to get out. It was like endless darkness. Amy and I worked the same case, but from two separate angles. I interview living witnesses and look for secrets buried deep in the property's past. While Amy talks to the dead. I'm in the tiny town of Cresona, Pennsylvania. It's a couple hours outside of Philly. I got a call from a man named Randy. Randy and his fiance are both army veterans, and they both know what it's like to be in a war zone. They just never expected to find one in their own home. I'm hoping Amy and I can help them out. Before Amy enters a location, I need to remove anything that could influence her findings. This house is filled with family photographs and military memorabilia. So I need to conceal all of it before tonight's walk. There's this really tall, 
really skinny, weird, crazy guy. He has like a long cape and a hat. He is very excited for us to be here tonight because he thinks he's all that as far as being able to mess with people and scare them. He said, I'll see you soon, I can't wait. Like, you'll know when you get there, uh, you know, what I'm all about. Now, Randy, I understand you and your fiance, Angelo, got some pretty serious things going on here for you yes. to call us in. Yes. Give me an idea what's going on. Um, there's apparitions, there's shadows, there's been things moved from one area of the house to a completely different area of the house that I know nobody has touched. Now, is everybody in the house being affected by this? Yes. Who lives in the house? Myself, Angela, my two daughters, eight and 11, and my stepson, who's nine. Are they uh, frightened to be in the house? Samantha is. Samantha actually lived here with me last year for the school year and moved out because now she's so afraid she doesn't want to move back. That's going to be heartbreaking for you. It is. It is. I mean, that's my little girl. It's hard to be a father to protect your children when you can't. What do you, how do you protect them against something like that? Do you guys ever consider moving out of here? It's not an option. We, monetarily, we couldn't afford to move. Secondly, this is the best school district in the area, and we want our children to grow up in a secure, safe environment, and okay. this is it. Okay, do you know anything about the house? A little. Um, I know that the houses were built for the employees of the railroad by the owner of the railroad. Now, are there any parts of the house you can show me where you've uh, experienced or seen things? Actually, there is. This area right here. You've seen stuff here? I have. What'd you say? It's kind of like a, a shadow person. Okay, so how often do you see it? A few times a night. A few times a night? A few times a night. It could it be lights coming from outside or some kind of reflection issue? No, not, not in that direction it couldn't be. Do you know if this tall guy interacts with the living here? Yes, he does. I think they see him. He makes them scared. He stares at them. Is there any particular reason that he does this? He's bad. Okay, Randy, so what's going on in here? But I'll get migraines for a whole day, and I've never, ever had headaches before. One evening, I had a headache so badly that I, I couldn't even walk. And that was followed by a tightness, almost like a constricting of my chest, and I, I couldn't breathe. I had to leave the area. Once I left the area, it started to dissipate. Did you think you were having a heart attack or something? Uh, honestly, yes, I did at first. It feels almost as if something is sitting on you at the same time squeezing you. Okay. Like, it hurts. And I can't breathe because of the pressure. This is the tall, creepy guy. And he's like, I'm going to suck the life out of you. He doesn't want me to get anything about him, anything about him. He's getting really mad. Ah, and he's really loud too. And he's like blowing in my ear. The people feel that. He says, oh yeah, I thought you could handle me. And I said, I can. Randy, you got a lot going on. Yes, sir. That you're experiencing. I mean, is there anything else? It sounds like there's things up in the attic. There's 
loud bumps, bangs, noises in the attic. It's just a really weird, eerie feeling like you're constantly being followed or watched. In fact, I make sure I take my steps very carefully when I go up and down steps because I feel like somebody wants, something wants to push me down steps. You know, Randy, I gotta ask you, I mean, the stuff you've told me so far, I don't think I would stay here. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't, how, how are you doing it? Because this is our children's home, and I'm not gonna let something drive us out of our home. This is the home that we've always wanted. Is this taking a strain on your, your personal life? What yes, we... sir. Yes, sir. And we've been getting further and further apart. Really? Yeah. She's my soulmate. I've, I've always believed for the last 20-some years she's my soulmate. Okay. You think it's because of the house? I believe so. I truly believe it has a lot to do with it. These stairs are so bad. <laughs> They are an issue. They're a problem. What happens? They, I think they fall down them. I gotta say, this is up there with my top 10 of hatred places. I feel panicked, confused, scared, overwhelmed. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible place. I hate it. This is your youngest daughter's? Yes, this is the eight-year-old's room. Okay, what's going on in here? She had described to me a large, dark figure with a cape and a hook hand. That's scary for anybody, yeah. let alone an eight-year-old. The way I understand it, she sees it pretty often. Okay, anything else in this room? Um, she's definitely afraid of the closet. She had me draw crosses on the closets. All right, so what is she afraid of about the closet? She never went into detail. She just said she doesn't like the closets. She wouldn't even go in that closet by herself. How do you protect somebody like that? I'm supposed to be the protective figure. That's, that's my role as a father. I don't even know the kid, and, I, and my heart's breaking for her. If I think about it, I get emotional. It's my daughter. You can feel the fear that these people feel. He likes the closets. He doesn't really care for children. They're easy mark. The tall, thin man is making his presence felt in every room. He likes to torment adults, but now I see his real issue is with children. Oh, I'm freaked out. Why do you say that? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna f with your head if you're gonna f with my head. And what is he doing? He's just making me dizzy and like I wanna vomit. I wanna puke. I feel like someone's pushing my throat in. Just smushing me right here. Right here. Like that. Smishing it in really hard. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Randy mentioned you guys... Um fight a lot. At the same time, he says you're his soulmate. So what's the story? I think it's something in the house trying to... Come between us? Yeah. So what are some of the things you're experiencing? Every night we have a gremlin crawling up on the ceilings. A gremlin? Yeah. Two feet tall, dark green, with black scales going down the back of them. I've heard a lot of bizarre stories working cases with Amy. But when a witness tells me she's seen a gremlin... I need to know where her head is at. I gotta ask a question you may not like, but are you on medications? No. Anything else going on? Um, I get the occasional um, poking in the back, hear pulling at night. Okay, it's not Randy? No, Randy's downstairs. How the hell are you sleeping at night? I don't sleep. I have uh, a reoccurring nightmare. I'm laying in bed, and the devil comes up and puts his arms around me and is pulling me through the bed, through the first floor. And once we hit the basement, he turns around and he says, I finally got you. By then, I'm usually screaming and Randy wakes me up. Wow. I see this woman and she's screaming. And I'm seeing the tall, creepy guy but his face is always changing. This tall, creepy guy is able to read people's minds and project back their most horrible fears. He's very advanced and has mastered his physical environment. I think they feel like he, he might be poking them, but he's actually grabbing them. He makes them have nightmares. Bad. He's bad. I saw you grabbed your rosary beads on the way down. What are you feeling when you come down here? I just get the overwhelming feeling that you don't belong down here. I just feel evil. Look, I understand you having that dream makes you not want to come into the basement, but is there anything else down here that wants you to keep you out of here? Yes. One night I was home alone and um, I heard banging and growling and scratching coming from the basement door. I grabbed my rosaries, I put them on the door, and I went out and I sat outside waiting for Randy. Could it have been an animal that got into the house and was trying to get out? No. The back doors, both sets of back doors were locked from the inside. And went to go down into the basement, my rosaries were gone. Really? 
I found them a week later, and they were broken in the closet. I almost had a heart attack. And what do you think's down here? I think the devil is down here. There's like this old woman, and she's like crying, and oh no, no, and so sad. She is creepy. Like she puts her hand on me, and it's ice. But she knows this house, and this house is full of people who are really running away from their lives. There is something else that I wanted to explain to you. One of the things that I feel that may be behind it all is my mother. My mother passed away in 98. What she die of? She died of bone marrow cancer. She was 36. She was 36? Mm -hmm. I had some issues with my mother. We tried to make amends, but it didn't happen. I felt tremendous guilt. Oh, I absolutely understand what you're talking about. Same thing happened to me with my father. I didn't get to say goodbye. We had an argument the night he, f he died. <laughs> that was 33 years ago. And I still have guilt about it. And if I could do that night over, I'd do that night over in a minute. Unfortunately, before she died, we never had a chance to say goodbye to each other. So I do believe that my mother is here. I want to say that this old lady is somehow related to the house or related to the people in the house now. She keeps saying that she's very sorry about everything that's happened. Somehow she feels responsible. I think she knew someone bad, a male. He was trying to hide it, trying to hide it, but she knew it. She could have stopped from happening, but she didn't do anything about it. Oh my God. Something about cancer. I think she died from it. Do you know when this was? Late 90s. I don't know. She might be death. Huh? Come to this house. She's coming to take the lady. Randy mentioned that one man owned the entire town of Cressona. That actually sounds like a pretty good place to start my investigation. I'm on my way to meet with a local historian who says the town's father left a very mixed legacy. John Chapman Cresson was the founder of Cressona. In 1847, he became the president of the Mine Hill and Schuylkillhaven Railroad, which ran through Cressona. This is his picture. His contemporaries describe him as quite a tall man with very expressive eyes. Now, Rick, did he get rich just from being the president of the company? No, he made the lion's share of his money through land and property acquisition. We have a sales agreement here where in 1847, when he became president, he purchased 200 acres for $9,000. He was a very shrewd businessman. How's it go from the land into a town? What uh, John Crescent did is he broke the land up into individual plots and had homes built on the plots. And then what he did is he sold them to the railroad workers. So on one hand, he was putting money into their pocket, and on the other hand, taking it out. So what wound up happening with this guy? Would he, did he stay in the area? Well, as much as he built up the economy of Cressona, he also pretty much ruined it in 1864. What he did was he leased the rail line to the Reading Railroad. 
And by doing that, it outsourced a lot of the employees from Cresona, and the jobs weren't here as much anymore. So during all this recession time, he's still making a lot of cash. Yes, he is. So it sounds like this guy's kind of ruthless. He was. He was a, a true capitalist of the day. I think that this is the tall, creepy guy. He does not want anybody to know who he is. Do you know how he looked in life? Well, he was uh, taller than average. I think he had like a kind of a slender face, a kind of a hook nose, dark eyes. He's saying, stop, stop, because I'm like trying to get into his head. Are you able to get any more about what he did in life? I think he sells a, a variety of merchandise, I think. And I know he's bad. And I know he was a very, very bad person. I need to find out everything I can about my client's property. So I head to the local library. Digging through the archives, I discover a deadly railroad crash in 1892 involving a man named John Gray. Turns out, he used to live in my client's home. So I've reached out to a local train historian who tells me this tragedy could have been prevented. Now, Dale, you mentioned that uh, this guy, John Gray, was in the middle of this uh, train wreck that I had read about. What did you mean by that? Well, he was responsible for maintaining equipment as a foreman. And foremen generally were involved with making sure locomotives were repaired properly. Dale, can you explain exactly how the train wreck went down? It happened at 2 o'clock in the morning on a cold November night. And this is especially tragic because the uh, crew brought this train to Cresona from Reading and another crew had gotten on to replace them to take the train north. So instead of having three men on the locomotive, there were six. Uh, and just two minutes later, the locomotive exploded and killed five of them, and the other man died later in the hospital. So two sets of crews get killed. Correct. In connection to my client's property, how far away from that was the, the explosion? Uh, basically just down the hill. And this is what a boiler explosion looks like. That's not that actual locomotive, but a photograph of a steam locomotive that had a boiler explosion. Okay, we don't have any photos of that explosion No, itself. we don't. Okay, was anybody ever charged? No. So, Dale, I gotta assume in a small town like this, this had to be the biggest uh, accident they've ever had. Well, it was up until that time, but in 1918, the Spanish flu hit. Interestingly, uh, John Gray's son, James, was a doctor in the town at that time. Something doesn't want me back here. I'm like hearing yelling. I feel panicked, very panicked. I am seeing like all of these men dying. I don't know if it's 1870 or, or something. I don't know. These men are yelling and screaming and they're jumping up and falling down and there's like dust everywhere and nobody can see anything. Like I'm not, I'm totally not ready to see this shit that's happening around me. And it makes me sick. You know, I made some calls and Dale's story checked out. The Spanish flu devastated Cresona. So I'm headed over to see a local doctor who says some of those victims may have died right in Randy and Angela's home. Before we get into the Spanish flu, uh, can you tell me anything about Dr. Gray? He was the only doctor in Cresona during the Spanish flu. 
and his clinic and his residence were in the same building. Okay, so did he practice out of the house I'm investigating? Yes. Okay, so how bad really was it? The Spanish flu was about 200 times as lethal as our typical flu virus. 50 million people died worldwide. Wow. That being said, how bad did Crisona get hit? Crisona was absolutely hammered with death. They normally had about 10 people die each day. Okay. But it spiked around the 20th of October. There were 30 deaths in a small community. The Spanish flu itself, how contagious was it? Nationally, 28% of the U.S. population came down with the 1918 influenza. And there were a great number of people that died four or five days after coming down with the illness. Wow. Yeah. So the beginning symptoms, what would they be like? Well, initially you develop a headache and body aches and cold symptoms, runny nose, sore throat, coughing. And how does it progress to where they die? Well, in most cases, the fatalities were from bacterial pneumonia. Okay. You would feel like your chest was being compressed or squeezed. It would be like starvation of air. Oh, jeez. So basically they suffocated to death. Yeah. It was absolutely scary. Dr. Gray had to be overwhelmed by all this. Yes. They would have been convalescing in his house and dying there. Wow. It's ridiculous how many dead people are here. Something happened. What the f is it? There's like illness in here. Oh my God, it's bad. The amount of dead in this location feels like it's sucking the life out of me. I've been sick this whole time, but I can't figure out why. Oh God. I can't breathe again. I just want to vomit. I feel terrible. During my walk, I was harassed by a tall, thin man in a cape. So I'm meeting with a sketch artist to draw him as he appeared in life. He had a long, thin, pointy nose. His eyes are rounded on top straight at the bottom. Okay. His hair came down to about the collarbone. Next, I described his favorite place to torment the living. There's a closet along the wall. It needs to be open halfway. All right. He's facing the side of the bed from the closet. Is that what you saw? Yes. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Amy, I want you to meet Angela and Randy. Uh, they live here with Angela's son and Randy's two daughters. Now, the thing about this couple, unlike any other couple we've dealt with, uh, they're both Army veterans. And they've been trained to deal with high-stress situations. But the activity in this house is so intense that it's literally ripping their family apart. With that, I'm going to ask Amy to tell us a little bit about her walk and uh, see what we come up with. This is seriously one of the worst places 
that I've walked. There were just so many dead people, and they were all trying to talk at once. I was physically and emotionally just trashed. Pretty much every room upstairs made me sick. Some of the symptoms I felt that night was dizziness, vomiting, um, and I did in one room felt like somebody was crushing my throat. Okay, so you were sick throughout the whole walk? Yes. With those symptoms? Yes. That's why you sound sick? Yeah. From that? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I might be able to explain why she probably felt that way. Back in 1918, the Spanish flu hit here. 30 people died in one day from the Spanish flu in Cresona. Approximately 20% of the town died from this flu. James Gray, the guy that owned this house and lived here, happened to be the only doctor in town. And he treated a lot of those Spanish flu patients right here in this home where a lot of them probably passed away. Oh my oh. God. Can like the children get sick because of that or us get sick because of that or anything? Have you shown any symptoms? I went through exactly what you just described on many occasions. It's like Steve had mentioned, it's like a flu-like symptom. Um, but all of a sudden I got a debilitating headache. I mean, I couldn't even walk. I crawled to the bathroom because I felt like I was gonna I was gonna vomit and I was super, super nauseated. I couldn't even stand up. Yeah, I get sick a lot. Same headaches, type of feelings? Migraines. Yeah, that makes sense. The residual here is very thick. Like it's hangs on to the memories and, you know, everything that transpired here. So how'd the rest of the walk go? This guy shows up. He was extremely tall, extremely thin, had a hat on, cape, shadowy. He's very creepy, very powerful. I met him when I walked through here. And he's like, I'm gonna suck the life out of you. He doesn't want me to get anything about him, anything about him. He's getting really mad. He was a businessman. I know he bought and sold things. And and it, I know he had a hook nose and, and dark eyes. Really? I saw. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a long shot. I mean, but what she's describing kind of reminds you of somebody who's kind of actually pretty important to this town. Okay, well, it turns out it's a guy named John Chapman Cresson, hence Cressona. Right, right. This guy ran the railroad here, owned the railroad, and bought the land here, and basically built the town. Now, he had some shady dealings. He built homes for the railroad workers that he employed. Okay, now, I got a photo of some of these railroad workers. I'll give you an idea of what these guys look like. So what he was doing is he built homes like this one for his employees to live in. So what he did was he paid them at work and sold them the house, and they just paid him rent. So the money that he was making went right back, went to, right back to him. Come 1864, he leases his railroad company out to Reading. So now all his workers, they were out of a job. Right. It basically decimated the town where they went into a recession for over 20 years. Wow. wow. If you look at his nose, he's got this hooked nose that she had. Interesting. Yes, definitely. And he was considered tall for his time, what I was told. Do you think that they have the same characteristics as the guy you ran into? Definitely. I did do a sketch of, of the man. Wow. Take a look at that. 
Wow, his eyes are pretty close. His eyes and nose are almost identical. Identical, right? Wow, that's freaky. I would say that's the same guy. It looks spot on to me. So basically, the, the guy that built Cresson is hanging out in our house. Yes. Wonderful. So, Amy, in your opinion, do you think this gentleman is the evil presence in our house? I think he's an evil presence in your house. He likes to mess with people. Um, one of the things that he did to me in here was like he was standing on my chest. What I saw was him like pushing down on oh, someone's okay. chest. Okay. When I was in here, I felt um, like your ear will thump, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly thump, what you thump, mean. Thump, and he'll try to whisper in your ear. You'll feel pokes. I get poked and my hair pulled almost every night. He gives people nightmares, and he also likes to stare people down. And I have tremendous nightmares. Really? I am sleeping upstairs, and um, I get a set of hands that come up through the bed, pull me all the way down, and I can feel myself going through the layers of the house. And when I get to the basement, he says, I've got you. I finally got you. She sees a gremlin-type creature. He can manipulate how he's perceived, and it knows what scares you. So him and I are going to have a round or two after this is all over. The other thing that I got was uh, he hates children. He hates kids. And then I saw one of the things he was doing, which I thought was very disturbing, and I did sketch it, so. You sketched it? Yeah, I did. Where'd you see this? This. Oh, so it's in Samantha's room. Samantha's room. I don't even know if I want to show this to you. I want this guy. I'm gonna get this guy. I gotta take a break from him. You're a smile, really, buddy. this little bastard. That John Crisson him and I are gonna have some dealings. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna square off with that son of on his own. He wants a piece of something, come and me. You all right? Yep. I know a few people that won't be, though. Problem is you're not dealing with the living here. I know. Samantha is deathly afraid of the closets. Because of that, she had me draw crosses on every one of her walls and a huge three-foot cross on the one closet door. Wow. Do you have any idea why he doesn't like kids? He's just a jerk. And he's just a coward. Very much so. A sick, sick, sick coward. I mean, I hate to even ask this right now, but was there anything else you saw? I saw an old lady, and I got that she might have been a relative of someone who lives here. 
uh, that she died of cancer, and she died in the late 90s. Oh, my God. Her mother died of cancer. I told you she was here. If it's Angela's mom, why would she be here? She had a lot of regret. She felt guilty. And she kept saying that she felt responsible about everything that happened. She knew that there was a bad male. She felt like she could have stopped it from happening, uh, but she didn't. My stepfather was a very evil man. And towards the end, before she died, we tried to make amends, and he would not let me speak to her on the phone or come and see her, and she died a week later. She's back to take the woman of the house. Death was gonna come to the house, but she came instead. Whoa. When I was leaving, she said, my job's done, tell her I'm waiting. What? Somebody's coming to kill her? No. But someone's coming to take her when she dies. Okay. I mean, for her to take death's place so that she'll be comfortable. So it's out of love. Is her mother really feeling guilty? Yes. And you feel guilty as well. Why do you feel guilty? Because I didn't say goodbye. I didn't get to say that I forgive her. I knew she'd be there when I died. Well, listen, it's been a tough night. And I think you guys got a lot more than you bargained for. Sure. Definitely. But the reason we're here and why you called us is to see if you and your family can live here peacefully and straighten out what the hell you got going on. Yes. I can't answer that, but I'm going to turn it over to my partner, Amy, and hopefully she can. Me, personally, I don't like this house or this area. If it's at all within your means, I would move. I won't let it beat us. If we made it this far, we went through everything we went through so far. I'm not going to just let it roll over and say, go ahead and take it. No, I'm fighting for what's mine. This is our house. This is where our children are going to grow up. This is where we're going to be safe at. Whether they like it or not, they're getting the hell out. You know, monetarily, they can't leave. It would devastate them. So is there anything else they can do? Basically, because it seems to be encompassing the town, like, you need to build your fortress. So the first thing being for you to get bags of salt and go around the entire property line thick so you see the line on the ground. When you can do it, I would suggest building a fence surrounding the entire property. And when you purchase those building materials, have them blessed. Wow. So who should do the blessing? Any real uh, holy person. Then, with a holy person, again, of your choice, they're going to bless the house. While this person is blessing the house, I want you to take this, follow them around, and after they're done in each room, blessing each room, sprinkle this in the room. What is this? This is brimstone, and it's used in exorcisms. Oh, my God. And what will that do? It'll get rid of the dead people here. What about her mom? 
that woman will stay. That process cannot stop. It's okay. natural, organic. I'm mortified. I thought there was maybe four things here, and one of them was evil, but not to this extent. Okay, it's gonna be fine. I'm not gonna let nothing happen to the kids. Now I'm gonna ask you, are you gonna follow Amy's advice? Without a doubt. Angela? Yeah. This is one of those investigations, I gotta tell you, especially because I'm a vet. The fact that we were able to hopefully help you here uh, makes me feel good. I know it makes her feel good. But from the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it from both of you. Well, thank you for letting us come in. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming. I still believe Angela and Randy would be best off moving, but since they can't, I really hope that they follow my advice so that their home can be freed of the dead and their kids will remain safe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.